Welcome everyone to an all new episode of the Comic Multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and much like last week before we get into the show proper I wanted to take this chance to brief everyone and give everyone a little update on what's been going on with the Patreon. Uh, thank you again so much. I can happily report that uh, we have gone from like $50 last week when we did this mat to a whole 71 That's insane. That's that that's that you know that's not a small amount of change. That's some good money. And it's thanks to great new patrons like George Ganey, who actually gave a... I'm not going to say how much he gave, I'll just say he gave a considerate amount to this thing. So he must really be a fan of what we do here on the show. So if you're listening, George, and I think you are, thank you. Hats off to you. That's awesome. Also, also too, before people ask, uh, it is it is the end of the month. It is the beginning of... Uh, what month are we in? Okay, it's, it's May. May. Uh, we're in May. <laughs> Uh, the first payments of the Patreon have been uh, processed only. What I did notice is because I opted into the uh, instant transfer is the thing. I won't actually be able to get the money you gave until like the 5th because they're, I guess, going over my PayPal completely and sending it right to my bank. But I can promise you once it's in my bank, I will finally move ahead with getting the unlimited space and whatever for the podcast so uh, Comic Multiverse will finally have a place. And trust me, once that happens, I will be broadcasting that everywhere. I just wanted to be sure that it A, looked nice, and B, I could upload all the old episodes. Awesome. Also, too, if you're a Patreon, and I know a lot of you are, that means last week on Monday, as soon as we were done this show, you got to listen to it days before anyone else, so good on you. That's cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people really enjoyed getting to do that. So uh, for, for all 12 of you, there's 12 of you now who, who have joined the exclusive Patreon club. Thank you. And for the rest of you, uh, again, can become a patron anytime, even as much as a dollar helps me and Matt out a lot. And with that, I will actually throw over to Matt and we will start the show uh, properly. How was your week, Matt? It, it was pretty cool. I got to see Civil War. Oh, you lucky bastard. Um, I got a cold and I got rid of it. Yeah, there you go. That's better. So, yeah, I had a pretty cool week. That's cool. I, uh, you and I were both complaining we've both been having internet troubles all over the place. I am 90% sure my internet provider actually th uh, throttled my service because I ate up too much data this month. They're technically not supposed to do it, but all internet providers do it. <laughs> yeah, when, we, when I pass my internet cap, which is kind of impossible for me... Um, they just slow down the speeds. We still have internet, but they just mm -hmm. slow down the speeds. That's what's happening with me, and I'm sure I'm sure everyone out there is saying, well, why don't you just get unlimited? I do have an unlimited package, which means they shouldn't be capping it or throttling it, but they are. I technically have an unlimited package since I get one terabyte of data a month. And I'm sure people are asking, too, well, Jesus Christ, Joel, how much data are you eating up? A lot, actually. <laughs> Uploading videos to YouTube doesn't, you know, take small amounts of data. No, it's a lot. And as you can see, I upload two to three videos a day. Even more now because I've been uploading special videos just for the patrons and everything. So I've actually been doing more so. Uh, again, n not to continually pimp out the Patreon or anything. I'm just saying uh, I did some special stuff for them just recently. <laughs> There you go. So that's, yeah, it's like Matt said. That's one of the things they don't tell you when you get into the YouTube business. Uh, yeah. Takes a lot to upload all this shit. Plus, you know, I got like a bunch of different devices. I got phones and pads, and my PlayStation is hooked up and everything to it too. So I'm not surprised at all that I burned through all that. I just, I just want them to fix it. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's funny too. It's one of those situations where I'm calling, and it's like 
it's almost like a poker game because you don't want to like reveal your hand too quick where it's like hey my uh my internet's running slow oh, well it's you know it's fine over here on our end i'm like oh you don't say i'm like yeah well you know it's working fine but you know for my certain sites that i need for work i can't get this i can't get that what i'm really trying to say is hey i can't stream my shows that i need to stream <laughs> <laughs> but you can't say that though to them even though they know that's what you mean and i'm like oh you know i mean i have unlimited data and they're like yeah 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 it's like so we're both just kind of lying to each other on the phone they're like well we'll send someone out tomorrow and i'm like good good you do that <laughs> you bastard <laughs> i actually i shouldn't talk shit because the company i'm with is actually probably th the best choice i have out here there's two i can either go with bell or the company that i'm with which is a smaller mom and pop operation and they're better cool yeah so that's that was the many internet tales of Matt and Joel this week. We've both we've both been having a lot of shit this week, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just things you got to work with. It's uh, it's an occupational hazard, as they call it. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I guess should we throw on over to the news then? I think we should. Yeah. Let's throw on over to the news then. We uh we had some stuff going on this week. Actually, no, I guess this isn't technically a news story. It's more in the realm of gossip, but it's pretty friggin' funny. And uh, Matt had a bunch of people asking him to talk about it and make videos about it. And we thought we were going to do it here. I'll let you take point on this one, Matt. <laughs> uh, so I had a bunch of people on Twitter send me a link to a article on a website. I can't remember what it was called, but it's uh, about Zack Snyder and Batman vs Superman and everything. So... Batman vs. Superman, I think this week or next week, ends its theatre run. Right. And it ends under $900 million, which is a disaster. Not good considering how much money they pumped into it. But then again, um, they had very unrealistic expectations for this. Yeah. And uh, this article came, came after a story we're going to talk about a little later on in the show, but... Uh, it basically talks about an interview that had with Snyder, and it sort of reveals everything about him that... I've been saying for quite a while, and it's that he doesn't like highbrow comics, and he relates highbrow comics to basically anything without boobs, guns, death, yes, or anything like that. And he doesn't like comics that don't have that sort of stuff in it. These are these are his words. We are not paraphrasing. That was a that was an article from what uh, www.vox.com. That was uh, they did an yeah. interview with him. Yeah. Yeah, and in the interview he more or less just kind of came out and revealed himself to be the person we always thought he was. Yeah, a bro. <laughs> he, he this is him at top broishness. If you remember when uh, Matt and I did our spoiler cast for uh Batman v Superman. You know, you you know I gave him this voice, bro. You know, it was just me. Just me. I I, I want to make the movie about the <laughs> Batman, bro. And I had him say a bunch of stupid shit, bro. And the funny thing is when you actually read his quotes, like, my bro voice might actually be putting it too good. Like, he, here's actually a thing uh, he said. Uh, the q and I'm reading from the actual article, which is up on uh, Vox right now. The Q&A touches on a lot of different topics, but one of the most striking parts of the discussion comes when Snyder talks about his dislike for comics without gore and sex. He said, and I quote, You could call it highbrow comics, but me, the comics, they're just pretty sexy. I had a buddy who tried getting me into normal comics, but it was all like, no one is having sex and killing each other. This isn't really doing it for me. I was a little broken that way, so when watch came along i was like this is more my scene bro <laughs> i, I yeah, just a bro <laughs> I, I i added that bro at the end he didn't say that 
But this is my favorite bit. Uh, he, he actually started talking about Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, and this is what he had to say oh, about God. Nolan. This is amazing. Everyone <laughs> says the Batman begins. Batman's dark. I'm okay with that. No, Batman's cool. He gets to go to a Tibetan monastery and be trained by ninjas, okay? I want to do that, but, like, he doesn't get raped in prison. That could happen in my movies if you want to talk about dark. That's how I would do it. <laughs> You let Batman get raped in prison. Remember that, everyone. Remember that next time you want to defend Zack Snyder on something, every time you think he's a visionary director with a love for characters, remember this in your mind and keep it there. If Zack Snyder had his way, Batman would be raped in prison in Batman Begins. <laughs> think about that. Think long uh... and hard on that. <laughs> Actually, don't think long and hard on that. That was, that, that was a poor choice of words on my part. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's just like, how wonderful that it just turns out to be that Zack Snyder is every bit the person you thought he was. I know, it's, it's kind of sad as well. So I'm like, because like, the more this, this guy opens his mouth, I'm like, how did WB come to the decision that this guy should be given the reins to the whole comic universe? To anything. How, how do they even let him keep talking and doing interviews <laughs> when he says, I would literally rape one of these characters if I had my way? Yeah, I killed this character because I thought it was fun. Yeah. You know, it's official. Zack Snyder is a supervillain. He is a comic book villain. He is the Bromeister is what he is. <laughs> Yo, bro, I'm gonna put a bunch of creatine and protein in the water supply, bro. <laughs> Everyone's gonna get all gacked, and then we're gonna lift some weights, bro. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> Me and my boy Frankie Miller, he knows what's up. <laughs> Frankie Miller. I would love to know what Frank Miller thinks of him, honestly, because apparently, and I have this on good authority, too, from people who have worked with both men, that, yeah, he would show up on set, and they would hang out sometimes. It doesn't surprise me, and yeah, but didn't, didn't like he say like he wasn't involved or anything when people started getting a little bit later. Uh, he did antsy, yeah. <laughs> later he said that because it's like you know Frank Miller, I have my own issues with, but you can't you know fault him or well okay you can't fault him, but you can't take away the fact that he did write quite a few transformative comic works. And yet, he, he is many things. He is a maniac by all right, but I wouldn't call him a dude, bro. I, I wonder what he must think of Zack Snyder in many ways. Yeah, th this guy's kind of weird. Yeah, this guy's kind of weird, I tell you. I, I, I mean, bench I mean, pressing stuff. People, people say I'm weird, but you know, I just love hookers and blow. This guy, though, he's constantly lifting things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was just too funny. And, and, and you're right, Matt. It's like, why, why would... Uh, you know, DC and Warner Brothers give this guy the reins or even just allow him to talk if he keeps saying stupid things? Uh, well, I think we might have an answer for that as we move on in the news, actually. And in fact, I'll, I'll actually move these stories around because we're on a roll here. Uh, earlier this week, we found out Seth Graham, the guy who was going to be directing the live-action Flash movie, he has exited the project now, citing that old, famous chestnut of creative differences. Yeah, and like clockwork... Well, the DC fanboys have turned on him, saying he's a shit director and everything, and my response is, the guy has never directed anything. How is he a shit director? Exactly, is the thing, How when he hasn't even done it before. You know, how dare you have creative differences, sir? How dare you have, you know, artistic integrity and everything? And obviously, you know, uh, friggin' conspiracy theories abound in everything, but the most popular one being... 
why would any director want to have to uh, confine themselves and do a movie that lines up and fits the tone of the Zack Snyder verse, where it's like, well, make it like this so it all makes sense. Yeah. But but I want to make it good, though. <laughs> yeah, no, but... can't do that. No. Yeah, look, your movie can't be better. Your solo movie can't be better than the Justice League movie that Zack Snyder is making. I wonder if they said, like, you got to make The Flash like The Flash in The Dark Knight Strikes Back. You'll you make mean, it like that, Flash. You mean running on a wheel endlessly <laughs> <laughs> to power a country? Yes. That's got to be the whole movie. But, yeah, I mean... Or he's, or he's like, like, Snyder's like, oh, I think when The Flash runs that, like, everything should just explode. Everything should and... be on fire when he's running. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, obviously, creative differences, these happen all the time, even over in the Marvel movies. Uh, famously, of course, uh, the, the, they couldn't keep the director of Ant-Man on, but hey, we got a movie anyway off the back of it, and we'll always wonder what if. The fact that they keep losing them so early, like obviously Wonder Woman lost a director too, got one back, lost it. This is starting to become an uncomfortable trend, at least when it happened with Ant-Man. That stuff didn't happen all that much, or at least that high profile yeah, it, it happened like once. Yeah. And I think there was one director for another Thor movie that lost out as well. I think it might actually have been the woman who's directing Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the Game of Thrones lady, wasn't it? it yeah. Right, which, yeah, interesting. It's it, it's just too funny. And a bunch of people said, you know, is this, is this going to be a trend amongst the DC movies now? Should we be worried? A lot of people uh, were, of course, worried about whether or not... Uh, Who's the guy? The Fast and the Furious guy uh, was going to stick around. Uh, James Wan. James Wan. Yeah, a lot of people were worried whether or not James Wan. I like I call him Fast and the Furious guy when he should really be called the Saw guy because that's where he got his big <laughs> break from. Uh, yeah, people were worried whether or not he was going to stick on the project, and that one had gotten really interesting too because uh, Warner Brothers would want to do everything in their power to keep James Wan sweet and keep him happy and everything and keep him on the project because he is going to be doing a series of high-profile horror movies for them, them this summer, which are made on the cheap but will almost certainly rake in cash hand over fist. Oh, yeah, of course. And, again, like, a lot of these other directors for their DC solo movies are lower-end directors, guys like Seth Graham, who have either never done a movie before who, but, or, or who aren't big names. One is a big name, so he could actually play ball and be like, well, I don't want to make my Aquaman movie in the same style as Zack Snyder. I want to do this, this, and this. And they might have to listen to him if they want. Yeah, yeah. It, again, it should be down to their decisions. And if, mm. and it also it also depends as well on, like, how much say Snyder has in it as mm. well. Now, uh, obviously, while we had no uh, confirmation one way or the other, Juan did tweet a picture of himself in front of, like, a big Aquaman poster, which seems to say, hey, calm down, we're all fine for now. Yeah, for now. For now, yeah, everything is fine. But, yeah, he would seek to imply that he is still on the project. And, honestly, that's good, because I don't know if I would want to see a DC Cinematic Universe Aquaman movie without an interesting director like Juan at the helm. It'll be interesting, but, again, there's that looming shadow of Snyder. Because mm. I don't know about you, but I've always compared Juan myself to, like, a, to like a younger this generation Sam Raimi because you know he got his start in really cheap horror movies and everything but he showed that he can actually helm blockbuster projects and he's kind of like in phase two of his own career right now doing these big budget movies yeah yeah he's right, very similar to Raimi and he does a big budget movie and then he'll turn around and go no I want to make a small single camera horror movie for $300,000 is what I want to do now 
Yeah, and then he'll go make Drag Me to Hell 2. And then he'll finally go, oh, dude, want on Drag Me to Hell 2? That would be sick. I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> oh, oh my, Matt, dude, s send that to the people in power right now. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, man, I, I really like Drag Me to Hell. I, I watched that one last Halloween again, and I hadn't watched it forever. I'm like, man, this was a really underrated movie, Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> good old-fashioned spook house scares and c kind of an interesting... Uh, what is it, theme, when you look at it? I know a lot of people uh, talked about this later on, but they said, if you look at it, Drag Me to Hell is actually about an eating disorder. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Really? Yeah, because... I've, I haven't seen that movie in years, so I can barely remember it. Go back and watch it again. There's a lot of food imagery, and there's a lot of throwing up in that movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, people are like, yeah, it's actually a horror movie about an eating disorder. And I watched it again with that in mind, and I'm like, holy crap, it is too. This is, this is really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, this concludes the James Wan, Sam Raimi, Drag Me to Hell portion of the show. We hope you enjoy <laughs> it, and maybe go watch Drag Me to Hell again. Uh, but yeah, so that that was an interesting story we had going on there. And just, just before people think, you know, oh man, these guys are dogpiling on DC. No, we're not. That was just kind of the news week it was, and to keep things nice and even, we have a Marvel story about complications they're having, and that is the Inhumans film has now been removed from the release schedule. Yeah, what, what people have got to remember, though, is that rem removing a movie from a release schedule doesn't mean it is cancelled. Yes. It just means that Marvel have released all their movies up until, what, 2020? Yep. So it could be coming in 2021. Just means they're moving it around is the thing. Just because something yeah. is removed doesn't mean if it was canceled. If it was canceled, they come out and say it was canceled. Yeah, exactly. And they wouldn't be constantly building them up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. either. Yeah, I mean, or, you know, continuing to give them a massive comic push, too. Yeah. I, I know some people aren't hot on Inhumans. I know some people don't care about Inhumans. Or even more so, some people feel that the Inhumans are being forced upon them right now in the comics but here's the thing don't fret for the inhumans movie because because they kind of have to do it now <laughs> is the thing they, they kind of have to do it and i mean honestly i think the fact that they got spider-man back changed everything and i think that made them have to reevaluate and move around their schedule oh yeah because didn't like uh, uh black panther change schedules as well or I like think it one did. of the they, other movies they shuffled yeah. a bunch yeah yeah so I mean, it wouldn't be surprised me if by the end of this year it's shuffled around again. Oh yeah, and and, you know, and it's it's like it's just movie making and it's the business of it all is what it is. They're like, look, we could put out this new interesting IP, or we could make a sequel to Spider Man and Ant Man and stuff that we know has made us money in the past. Yeah, is what it is. Which you know, in in many ways I'm just like I'm almost getting a little antsy for Inhumans. We're like, we'll, we'll we'll just come out with it now already. Come on. <laughs> and I think it yeah, has... I think that's the, they're building the hype for it. They're building the hype. <laughs> <laughs> they're building the hype for Inhumans. It's an underground hype, you know, for for, for an embedded marketing campaign. Just black bolt posters all over the place. <laughs> just like it's coming, it's coming soon. Uh, well, again, I think Agents of Shield is another thing too, because like you said, they've been building them up for so long now and building like a whole universe for them on TV. I'm like, well, okay, well, how's how's the movies gonna fit into all of this now? Yeah, well, I, I think it's more along the lines of like people uh, who have seen the show and everything will know like when the Inhumans movie comes out, they're like, oh, okay, so these characters are gonna be kind of related to the ones we've seen on Agents of Shield. They're gonna have like powers and everything. I That'll think it's just sort of. Family. Yeah, I think it's just sort of 
setting up that about what an inhuman is so right. they don't really have to touch it in the movie uh, especially this season too where they basically rewrote you know the history of the inhumans on earth and everything and and kind of made hive out to be like the general zod of the inhumans yeah. where it's like yeah you know he led a rebellion of the inhumans against their kree overseers and everything but then turned tyrannical and had to be locked away i wonder i'm like okay but where was black bolt and everyone at this time you know where was uh where was where were all those guys where were the royal family during this time he probably doesn't deal with trivial stuff like that no because you figure it's like look if i if i really wanted to hurt the kree i would blow them up with my voice yeah <laughs> Or, I don't know, heck, maybe, maybe the royal family had a hand in locking Hive away. Yeah, it's definitely possible, and we don't know where exactly they are either, so yeah. it's possible they're not even around yet. Yeah, no, that would be cool. I mean, lo lots of places you could go with the Inhumans, and they're certainly not slowing down in the comics, because, actually, that was another piece of news. I forgot to put this on the list, but it's true. There's going to be yet another event coming out very soon from Marvel. Yes, I know, don't get event fatigue just yet between, you know, ap uh, Apocalypse War and Civil War Two and the end of stand-up, but we're going to be getting another one called Mosaic, and it looks to be an Inhuman event that I'm guessing is tying together all the Inhuman books. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so many events, so little time. So many. And then we've got Rebirth as well. Oh. Well, I was going to say, Re Rebirth is even more than just an event. It's like, it's a relaunch. It's everything. <laughs> it's going to be something when we eventually get into our first Rebirth event, whatever that's going to be. That's on May 25th. Yeah, yeah, shit, soon. Yeah. No, I like. I don't mean like when Rebirth comes out. I'm talking like an oh, event, an oh, event mean... from the new oh, okay. Rebirth. Yeah, well, don't like all the books go into an event anyway. Like each one has their own sort of event. Barn, I don't know if that's how they're gonna play it or not. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I know that was the theory at one point. Yeah. I don't know if that will end up being true or not. Actually, I, I had a little piece too. Uh, Bleeding Cool had these really uh, cool high definition, like uh, single images of all the new costumes for the Trinity. Yeah, I saw them. I, I was thinking I should make a little video on that because I'm sure people are interested in costumes and all the little changes. Yeah, they were pretty cool. I, I, I just want an excuse to talk about Superman's crotch again and the fact that he <laughs> kind of has trunks but kind of not anymore. <laughs> Look, he's clearly wearing trunks. They're just the same color as his outfit is all it is. <laughs> they're not bright red and they don't draw uh, your attention to them, but they're there. <laughs> God, that, that would be a weird video. It's like, okay, now look, I just want to bring attention to Superman's crotch here. Just let, let's zoom in super tight. <laughs> now, if you look on over at Batman's crotch, his crotch is different. Yeah, his looks like a bat. <laughs> and Wonder Woman's crotch, well, there's just a bunch of armor there. We just we can't get in there at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that, uh, that, that was that story. That was, that was the Inhumans and everything. I imagine we'll still be hearing a whole lot more of this as time goes on. Yeah. And uh, keeping on the Marvel bent as we were, uh, hey, Matt, how about that Punisher, huh? That's pretty good. You, you, think, you think he's going to be getting a series? They're being pretty coy about it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if the fans like it down the line, the next phase, we don't <laughs> know. Maybe he'll be getting a show. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, if you're good, I mean, if you're all really, really good for Christmas, we'll maybe give you a Punisher show. They're doing a Punisher show now. It's official. <laughs> what, what, uh, anyone could predict this what a what a terribly kept secret this was with them being coy and teasing and blue balling us and we're like oh you know maybe we'll do a punisher show maybe we won't <laughs> we don't know you, you're gonna do a show stop stop lying you're gonna do it come on <laughs> 
Yeah, of course. Stop lying to our face. We all know the truth. And I guess maybe that's why they came out and did it to us. Like, oh, you got it out of us. Yes, we're doing a Punisher show. <laughs> I guess the question is, now that they have Punisher, what, what run do you base? What run do you base this new one off? Uh, Max. Max, that's the way to go. That's always the way to go. Kitchen Max. Irish. There you go. But he, but he already killed the Irish, though. <laughs> oh, they'll come. They'll be more coming for him. They'll be more coming. For oh, him. wouldn't that be some shit? Because he killed the Irish in that season. It starts off with like all of Ireland coming to kill the Punisher. <laughs> he goes to Ireland to kill oh, all the Irish. <laughs> man, man, in the Garth Ennis run, there was some really good shit where the Punisher actually did go to London and he dealt with like the IRA and everything. That was good. Yeah. They could totally do one of those stories if they wanted to. Hell, bring bring in his British handler, who was a character for a little bit. That would be a fun story. I'd like that. Yeah, well, I'd like to... What was the, what was the arc that uh, he dealt with slavery? Oh, uh, that, that was that was The Slavers is what that one was called. Yeah, yeah. That's another excellent story you could build an entire uh, an entire arc around. In fact, that that's the one where even Punisher fans think, man, he went kind of crazy in that one. Yes. So you'd obviously have to change it since he kind of learnt a little bit at the end of season two of Daredevil. Yeah, you, you can't have him throwing a lady against a bulletproof window over and over and over <laughs> again and the glass not breaking. <laughs> that was rough. Or the bit where he ties, like, this hardened military dude's uh, intestines to a bunch of different trees just so he can interrogate him. <laughs> or where he lights an old man on fire because, hey, because he was a sex trafficker, it's fine. Where he lights an old man on fire in a chair and then videotapes it to scare other people. Oh, God. <laughs> man, that was a dark story. It was amazing, oh. but it was dark. Well, you could actually still do that, but you'd have to do it in, I guess, flashbacks or something. Or someone using said past crimes of Frank against him somehow. Right. I, I wonder, too, because as I've said before and as you and I have talked about, all of these Netflix shows have been very different in their pacing. Yep. H how would you pace a Punisher show? Because honestly, if I had it my way, every episode would be him going after a different scumbag and giving him his comeuppance. But then it's like, but how do you do a series of that? How do you, like, have that tie together? Well, or, do, or does it even have to tie together? Well, what I would do is, um, how long are the episode? How long are the seasons? They're like thirteen episodes, aren't give they? Give or take. And yeah, I'd have like maybe the first one or two episodes as set up that he's got to go after ten or so uh, bosses or give him a hit key list. criminals, and each episode is going after one of those key criminals. That would be fun. Give him a hit list. Give him a thing to work up to. Uh, microchip is clearly going to be a character because he grabbed a disc that said yep. micro at the end of it. Yep. Also, there's this ongoing thing, which I'm sure they'll spin off in his own show, what he did in the war, what he did in the Middle East. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So clearly he did something, and you know what? There's a lot of great stories that involve the Punisher in the military and shit coming back to bite him. I would have loved, I'd love if he was like in a sort of proto version of the Thunderbolts. I would not be surprised. They see, they seem to be saying that he was in like some super uber decker black ops stuff. The Punisher was on SEAL Team Six. The Punisher killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, the, the Punisher was the one who shot him in the face. You know what? If that was any other character, I would say that was stupid bullshit. But if they said, "Oh yeah, the Punisher was in SEAL Team Six and killed Osama," I'd be like, "Yep, yep, that makes sense." Yeah, or, or Frank went AWOL and actually found him and killed him, and they just like. And SEAL Team 6 was a cover-up. He's such an awesome badass. He did all these <laughs> amazing things you didn't even know.
<laughs> SEAL Team 6, you mean one guy? Oh yeah, we made that up. <laughs> that was one guy who did that. One guy with a massive bone dick. <laughs> it's like, but he didn't have the skull bone yet. It's like, he did now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that would be good, too, because there's, like, a lot of great, again, you mentioned Max, where he's having flashbacks to his time in Vietnam and everything. Just make them flashbacks to the war in the Middle East now. Yeah. Which war in the Middle East? Take your pick. America's in a bunch of them. (laughs) Just have whichever one you want. (laughs) Whatever war is most current or whatever new war will be started by the time this show starts. (laughs) Thanks, President Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Can we start saying that now? (laughs) you know the shirts are already ready like already ready and are being printed where it's like Obama wasn't so bad (laughs) people are like like jerks are already printing those shirts and are gonna try and sell them (laughs) god I hate it I was on Redbubble the other day looking for completely uh, legitimate shirts uh, that uh, give lots of money to the artists who came up with them and there was a bunch of Trump designs on there, and I'm like, this is fucking horrible. And then I thought to myself, man, they're probably making a lot of money off these. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Because hate and ignorance always sells, Matt. That's that's a good business to be in, hate and ignorance. It is. Just, just look at the hate monger, the supervillain. He's rich. <laughs> He's just raking in the Benjamins all day, every day. Stupid rich hate monger. <laughs> God, there's a couple really dumb versions of the hate monger in Marvel. There's the one who dresses like a purple Klansman and has a ray that makes you racist. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they uh, revealed that character was actually like a clone of Hitler. Oh, God, of course. Yeah. Actually, there was a S.H.I.E.L.D. story from not too long ago. It was during their anniversary where that guy got a time machine and tried to go back in time and kill little Obama in Hawaii before he could be president. <laughs> And he and he literally shouts as Nick Fury. That's the that's the new Nick Fury, the Sam Jackson one, and Mustache Nick Fury are dragging him away. The hate monger yells, "I kid you not! I was trying to make America great again." <laughs> but 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 here's the messed up thing. This was before Trump started running and before that became a thing. <laughs> so Trump was reading comics. Yeah, really, he's a big nerd. You didn't know that. His little hands were reading comics. It's like, I, I like this guy, and he's Ray Gun. He's Ray. <laughs> Look, if I become president, step one, build a wall. Step two, make a racism Ray, is what I'm going to do. That's step two. <laughs> Turn them against each other. going to put all my money into the racism Ray. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Away from politics for a moment, we have some silly bullshit news to talk about, which is tied very deeply to our own nostalgia. Hey, Matt, uh, I don't think we ever got a chance to talk about this on the show, but remember those pictures that went out? of the new Rita Repulsa for the movie, uh, for the new Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Looked a little weird, didn't it? It looked like bloody Enchantress from Thor. Looked like a Mortal Kombat character, didn't she? Looked like, looked like she's one of the fighters you can pick from there. Yeah. Well, now some more pictures have come out of her, actually, and she looks more normal and more like, uh, more like actual Rita. Yeah, she looks slightly homeless. Yeah, but I mean, Rita always did kind of look slightly homeless yeah. with her big Madonna yeah. bra and crazy beehive haircut. <laughs> this this one I'm much more okay with, and this has led a lot of people to believe, oh, is crazy green jade Rita from, like, the end of the movie, is that, like, her final form? Is she freezing? It's like, this isn't even my final form, Rangers. Probably. Or some people had an even crazier theory where it's like, well, you know, she's bright green with some gold in her and everything. 
is that the Green Ranger power? Is that what she steals and becomes crazy Green Ranger Rita? <laughs> <laughs> or is that before he gets his powers? Yeah, I'm like, that's really dumb, but also totally something you would see in, like, a Michael Bay movie or any other, yeah. you know, like, beloved nerd franchise that gets turned into a movie. Yep. Where it's like, well, the Allspark just turns everything into things, so there you go. Mm-hmm. It's what the Allspark does. Matrix of leadership looks like a tribal tattoo. Yeah, Rita can be the Green Ranger power. Anyone can just grab the Green Ranger power. <laughs> you know, I'm again, I'm actually okay with a lot of the costuming and stuff I've seen from the Power Rangers thing so far. You know what I'm not okay with, though? And maybe you've seen it? The font for the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, it looks really weird. The logo font looks hideous. It's like generic action movie font. Like we could literally make better font. Yeah. The only way it could be worse is if it was in Comic Sans. Oh, they should have done that. They should have just made it in Comic Sans, and I'm sure people out there are like, hey, what do you guys got against Comic Sans, your comic readers? Exactly. Exactly. It's too <laughs> on the nose. If Matt you have Frank Miller for thank, to thank for that, I think. Oh, no. Um, Watchmen. Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan Moore. It was Watchmen was the first one that started using Comic Sans, and then too many other people started using it. <laughs> you got to think, though, man, how, how amazing and influential is Watchmen that it created its own freaking font? <laughs> that will forever be tied to it. It's like, oh, it's Comic Sans because it was in a comic book. Yeah. Man, I wish someone would make the comic multiverse font. What do you think it would be like? Dicks. Just be a bunch of dicks. I'm sure dick font exists. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> probably does. <laughs> Man, I got to send this email to someone, but how do I truly convey my feelings to them? Oh, I know. I'll use the multiverse dick font. <laughs> it's just bright red and penisy. <laughs> it's the sort of penis font where like mm, I'd get that looked at that that looks infected mm -mm. <laughs> that that looks like there's something wrong with that shouldn't be that color <laughs> but you're too embarrassed to go to a doctor to get your font checked <laughs> yep yep that's the, that's the sort of comedy you can expect from a comic multiverse show jokes about font and penises simultaneously <laughs> it's the sort of shit we do it's the sort of, it's the sort of quality programming we bring to you all the time and uh, speaking of weird nostalgia, and we were, I couldn't believe it when I woke up this morning and I read this. So Justin Lin, yet another Fast and the Furious director. Man, they're doing good, aren't they, these Fast and Furious directors? They are. It's been announced that he's going to be helming the long in development, and let's face it, long-awaited Space Jam 2. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was my thing, too. Again, it's like, what year is this? We're going to be getting a Power Rangers movie and a Space Jam movie? Am, am I eight years old again? We're at that point where they've, like, uh, exhausted every other option, so now they're just going back and remaking stuff from our childhood. They've exhausted all the 80s nostalgia. They ran that into the ground, and now it's time to come for 90s nostalgia. Yep. Which, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood remakes and reboots usually aren't too good. I mean, like, for every one genuinely good one, for every, like, The Fly and The Thing and everything, there's a bunch of other horrible ones. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a good Amityville horror remake, too? I, I don't know. I, I know there was one made, like, by Michael Bay's production company and it's got oh, like so Ryan Reynolds in it. That's right. I can't, I can't remember if that one was good or not. There's, they've made yeah. so many Amityville horror movies I can't keep any of them straight. Yeah. 
And I mean, too, for every, like, bad remake, reboot, you get some fun shit like Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where it's like, it's kind of a reboot, it's kind of a remake, and it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, or like 21 Jump Street. That, too, where it's like, look, it's a reboot, remake, but also kind of a parody of it at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes you get smart ones, all depends who's writing it. And I mean, really, I hope they would get someone smart for the Space Jam re- or Space Jam sequel, because really, what the hell can you do with Space Jam? We told that story already, it's done. <laughs> it come, it happens again. Again. I mean, there's only so many ways you can tell famous basketball player joining with the Looney Tunes to stop aliens from invading Earth. <laughs> Or, or no, wait, the aliens weren't even invading Earth. They were, like, trying to make the Looney Tunes slaves. Yeah, and they're just like, we'll play you in basketball. And then Bill Murray was there. And Bill and Murray then, came in yeah. and yeah. <laughs> yep, that was a thing that happened. It's going to be weird, too, for Space Jam, because obviously a bunch of the... I mean, this is always the case for Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes characters, is that the voice actors are always dying or being replaced. So I'm guessing if they did Space Jam 2, it would be like 90% uh, Billy West doing all the characters. <laughs> I think He's credited for every character, every including character. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, who is coming back. <laughs> because why not? He's not doing anything important. LeBron James, Space Jam 2. <laughs> I, I joke about LeBron, but it makes sense, because everyone's like, man, LeBron's not a team player, though. I'm like, see, that's the point. That's why Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck need to teach him to be a team player so they can save the world. <laughs> <laughs> or be like, I don't want to practice. now, nah, but you got to practice, though. You taught me a lesson, funny cartoon characters. I agree. <laughs> Is Lola Bunny going to come back, too? Because she was the original creation for Space Jam, who somehow managed to make it into the new Looney Tunes show, so she's actually canon now. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 And on that note, everybody... (laughs) Talking about the ridiculousness of Space Jam, too, I guess we can jump on into the ridiculousness of what we read this week. Yeah, I didn't have a lot this week. I had more than I thought I did. I'm going to have a light week next week, which is good, because I'm going to need the extra time to catch up. Also, I've been doing a lot of different videos. I had, like, three unboxings to do uh, to do this month, and they all oh, they, wow. they all came, like, within three days of each other. Oh, wow. And- I, I, I said on Twitter last week that I, there was this company here that is starting to do boxes, and they were really cheap, like, nice. considering, like, they're from Australia and everything, but... Uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to get this box. And then I found out it was video game stuff. I'm like, yeah, pass. Because it'll be, it'll be like 90% Halo and Assassin's Creed shit. That's too bad because you could have you hopped on that. That could have been your thing. No, I'm going to get one. Um, they, there's a new box monthly. Oh, cool. And I think this month is horror, but I don't want to get that one. <laughs> um, so I'll wait for the next month. I, uh, I got a thing from BoxyChan uh, this month. They're, they're like the original mystery box company. And everyone's like, well, why don't I know their names? I'm like, because Loot Crate and everything else became more popular. That's why. <laughs> also, the video hasn't come up yet. I'm, I'm probably going to release it around the same time uh, Captain America Civil War comes out here in North America. But I actually shelled out for one of those Captain America Civil War-themed superhero stuff uh, crates that they do, like the exclusive ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cost me like 60 bucks with shipping and handling. Honestly, it wasn't worth it. Really? No, it was kind of just... And I got like the silver grade one too, which isn't like quite the gold one, which I think the gold yeah. one costs like 100 bucks. And I'm like, I ain't paying that much. But yeah, I yeah. Figured... Or yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say, yeah, that's the, like, the problem with these boxes. Like, sometimes they're worth it, and sometimes you get, like, an inflatable crown. Yeah. Or I, really, really bad stuff. I saw what people had gotten in the Daredevil one. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I imagine they're going to have even better stuff for Captain America Civil War, because it's going to be Captain America stuff and uh, and Iron Man stuff. It's yep. okay. It, some Captain America socks. I got an, <laughs> a, a pair of Iron Man glasses. And and I guess a cool shirt they don't have anywhere else. But overall, I'm like, well, this was disappointing. <laughs> Man, to think if I had just taken that 60 bucks, I could have bought like 40 trades. <laughs> Oops. Better luck next time, Joel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's what I had going on. You, you want to start this week for what you read? Uh, okay, then. Um, I had a Superman Wonder Woman issue 28, and I'm sure you read it as well. Uh, I sure did. The return of Ulysses in this issue. Now, I, I didn't read that arc before, but now after seeing him show up here, I wanted to read it uh, right away. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, the you know, obviously I've said before I've never been a proponent of the Superman Wonder Woman romance, but I kind of felt for them here in this issue, you know? Yeah, I, I've been kind of off and on as well. Like, I understand it, but also I'm... Obviously, like the old school Superman, so I'm like, no, Lois and Clark. Yeah, all they the need way. to be together. Well, they're gonna um, be but, together now, or at least Lois yeah. White and uh, Clark White are gonna be together now. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty cool book. Um, little, I guess, forwarded the story on that whole mysterious Superman guy. I'm calling him Solar Superman, is what I'm gonna call him. I'm just gonna call him Eradicator. Yeah, yeah, that's your that's your theory. You're rocking that he's probably Eradicator. You're probably right. For those who don't remember, Matt gave his theory as to why he thought that guy was Eradicator last issue, and he made some solid points. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be revealed. Either he's going to be revealed to be Eradicator, or he's just going to become Eradicator. Right, right. Yeah, make a strong point. I like Steve. Uh, Steve Trevor showed up here too for a minute. Yeah, which I guess kind of spoils Justice League because we know he's not, like, evil anymore. Or dead or whatever else. Yeah, since this book takes place after. <laughs> it is funny for Steve to show, uh, I'm still useful, Ar Argus is useful, we we, we can help, let, let us yeah, help. So sorry we poisoned you, Superman. Yeah, really sorry we have a secret kryptonite room. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> and then he just disappeared for the issue. But yeah, that was a fun one. I'm definitely feeling this Super League event. Uh, it's w w What is it next week? It's uh, it's Action Comics again, right? Superman, Batman this week coming up. Is it? I thought it was Action Comics again this week. No, that's next week. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe it's a reprint. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, th there was that one. That's a fun book. I'm liking it. Uh, another big book that came out this week. I don't know if you read it, even though if you haven't been keeping up with it, you could easily jump into it. But Batman number 51, the final Snyder Capullo issue, was this week. I did read it, yes. It was fun, wasn't it? It was pretty cool. It was a Good nice, send-off. It was good a good send-off. Send it was a good goodbye, and it was also chop full of references for everyone who's been following this run from day one. Yep. They bring back the Whisper Gang, they bring back the Owls, they bring back everybody for one last hurrah. Yeah, including Alfred's arm. Yeah, yeah, even Alfred's arm gets to come back for a little bit. <laughs> I love how nonchalantly they give him yeah. his arm back, too. They're like, man, thank God for Crazy Quilt's healing stitch. Am I right, Alfred's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we had one in reserve. <laughs> That's lucky. Alfred's like, oh, yes, Master Bruce. This was my jack in hand, too. Glad to have that back. <laughs> no more having to learn with Mr. Lefty. 
<laughs> High five, Bruce. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I like to imagine that Alfred just like, oh, and later I'm going to go glove shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and just so many other hand-related activities. Who wants to patty cake me? <laughs> <laughs> I can do it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, r real nice send-off issue for Snyder and Capullo. And what I love, too, is that, you know, in a series that has been marked by huge earth-shaking events like the Court <clears throat> of Owls and Endgame and Death of the Family, what do they do for the final issue? Natural disaster. Yeah, just, eh. Batman spins... Owls gone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, power went out. Batman's trying all night to find the colors. Like, who's behind this? Who, who is trying to destroy me and my city? Only to be like, dude, it was, it was a regular power. Was, oh, okay. yeah, it, it was Gotham itself. Yeah, Gotham was fucking with you, literally. <laughs> and him just sitting there as the sun rose. I like that. Yeah, and and Joker is like coming back as well, supposedly. Since like the flies and everything, and skin has kind of fallen off. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of different references they were going around and making. Uh, but what was it was another fun one I liked. There was there was so much cool stuff in here. Oh, I like that he goes to fight the inmates in Arkham, and it's literally the same inmates he fought in the first page of the first issue of New Fifty Two Batman, like five years ago now. Yeah, that was a cool reference. And then uh, then what is it? Uh, Arkham steps in, Doctor. Which one's that? Not Jeremiah Arkham, but the but the young one. Or no, it is Amadeus is the old yeah. one. Jeremiah is the yeah, young one. Yeah. Jeremiah, hey, I've been reinstated, even though I've proven to be a dangerous maniac on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> the city put me back in charge. Go me. <laughs> Man, freaking Jeremiah Arkham and Leslie Tompkins, artists cannot decide what those two look like because they look different in literally every issue that they're in. Yeah. I know I've said this before, and if I if I had the time and the effort and wasn't busy, I would literally go back and try and grab every picture of Leslie Tompkins from the beginning of the New 52 to now. She is, her, her age has gone up and down. I'm almost certain she's a vampire. <laughs> she's been sucking life force out of people because sometimes she's the old Leslie Tompkins we all remember and then sometimes she's like a young woman now because obviously if Batman is young Leslie Tompkins has to be younger too of course and you, know, you can so see that that's like the where the artist got their wires crossed where they're like okay well I drew everything else to your specification but you gave me no specification for Leslie Tompkins so I drew her old because that's how she's looked for his, how many years <laughs> No, she's not old. She's young now. Didn't you get the memo? No, no, I didn't. Well, hopefully no one catches it. <laughs> it's okay. Only nerds will catch it. <laughs> uh, what else did you have going on, Matt? Batman is good, uh, in case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Sinestro issue 22. Oh, yes. Uh, it looks like to be the start of a new arc, which I find kind of funny since I think this is literally one of the last issues. It's everything is winding down. This is the last for everything. Yeah, uh, the Red Lanterns come back. Uh, they're being led by who is it? Rage Mother. Oh, I was I gonna, I was gonna say Zox because I knew Zox was on the cover of the other stuff. Yeah, I think it's Ra Rage Mother. She's kind of leading them. Atrocitus is, is still there, but I think she's sort of like the leader since in the last panel they're like all surrounding her. But I guess because she's technically their central power battery as well. Yeah. Man, man, what a great name, Rage Mother. That's the name of my new garage punk band, Rage Mother. We're playing the county fair this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this issue was really cool. It was really weird as well because the Sinestro Corps in this are heroes. Yeah, yeah. They're, fill they're filling in for the Green Lantern Corps since the Green Lantern Corps has disappeared. And they're just going around the universe. You know, they're fighting 
Starro and oh, cool. Jerlin Shapeshifters. Also cool. Just all this really cool stuff and Mongol and everything. All the great cosmic villains. I I, I just Googled Rage Mother because I had to remind myself what she looked like. And I'm like, oh yeah, of course it would be Rage Mother because uh, the Sinestro Corps literally tore her entire body apart, which allowed Atrocitus to use her blood to initiate and regain control of the Red Lantern Corps. So obviously she's got a bone to pick with the Sinestro Corps. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but yeah, this issue is really cool. And of course, Ceranic is now leader of the Sinestro Corps. Which is really so, interesting. Yeah, so I think that's why there's kind of like, they're kind of heroes because she was an ex Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Bringing so them into I, a more heroic age. Yeah, and I actually hope they actually stay as the cosmic police they are at the moment. They sort of take over from the Green Lanterns, making the Green Lanterns just a normal light wielding faction. It, it will be interesting because, like, apparently what we've seen for DC Rebirth, Sinestro is going to be taking over Warworld and parking that by Earth and everything. Yeah, well, yeah, that's already already by Earth now as Oh, well. no, so, sorry, I mean parking it where Oa used to be. Oh, I okay, can. So oh, it's, cool. it literally is like Sinestro is trying to make himself the center of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously we're going to have the two on Earth and we're going to have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if the Sinestro Corps, if if, the, if their place in the universe is going to change or what's going to happen. Yeah, and I hope they st- stick around because they're really cool. Yeah, th- th- there's quite a few things from the New 52 I hope to stick around, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, another book I'm sure you and I both read this week, Old Man Logan, issue number five. I actually didn't read it, no. Oh, okay, well, I won't spoil it too much for you, but uh, basically Wolverine, uh, or Old Man Logan, he's, he's not Wolverine. As a matter of fact, this book makes a very solid point to say that this Old Man Logan buried the Wolverine persona a long time ago and doesn't want it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, We, we kind of get a flashback to more stuff that happened to him not long after killing the original X-Men and how he, like, drifted and even attempted suicide, but he couldn't attempt suicide because healing factor. Yeah, that, that's when he, like, tried to get run over by the train, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did see that much. No, no, I have actually read Old Man Logan, so... Part, oh, well, they they bring the train back in this issue. <laughs> the, the train's totally there. I'm like, oh, so you did read it then, but I forgot. Yeah, that's in the original story, too. Yeah. But you follow him literally moments after that, how he drifted to this northern town, and it's in that town he met his wife, and we actually learn a little bit more about that. Oh, cool. And he kind of becomes the protector of this uh, northern town in the main timeline. And he's like, you know, I feel safe here. I feel a kinship here and everything. But, oh, shit, look, Lady Deathstrike is trying to kill me now. Oh, no. Yeah, her and a bunch of other adamantium people are like, oh, Wolverine's alive, huh? Oh, there's another Wolverine running around. Let's go kill him. Uh, mm can't have that. Can't have that, because, you know, that's what they do on an average Friday night. Hmm, what are we going to do? Are we going to order a pizza and watch the game? Nah, man, going to go kill a guy who might be Wolverine, might not be. <laughs> but yeah, they do a lot of really interesting stuff in this story about his wife. You'll probably dig this one. In many ways, it's also kind of a back-to-basics kind of Wolverine story, because he's like, yeah, I love being with my team, and I love they're alive again. Yeah, but I was I, I was a lone wolf and a brooder even before all this bad stuff happened to me. Hey, Storm, <laughs> hey, Storm can I ride my motorcycle across America? And she's like, eh, sure. <laughs> it's, it's not like we need you here or anything in hell where we live. <laughs> Sorry, Limbo. Come on, Limbo's hell, come on. You know where you really are. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that was that one. Uh, what else did you have happening? Cool. I uh, had an all-new Wolverine issue 7. Ah, oh, crap, I keep meaning to read that. This this was her team-up with Squirrel Girl, right? 
Yeah, and it was really fun. She's teaming up all over the place. It seems every issue now, the new Wolverine gets to team up with someone new. Yeah, so this is technically a filler issue until next issue when it's Road to Civil War, but this mm. was a really good filler issue. Yeah, they're not always uh, bad. So she teams up with Squirrel Girl because in the last issue, I think it was the last issue or the issue before that, when she was uh, helping the sisters, she destroyed a tree. Uh, which had a family of squirrels in it. <laughs> and Squirrel Girl <laughs> takes offense to this, I'm guessing. Yes and no. One, the, the family got split up because Laura put a tracking device on the father squirrel and he ran off and everything and she needs to help the family find the father. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole story. Wow. <laughs> And it is really great. It's let, so much fun. Let me ask you this. I know Squirrel Girl is one of those books where I keep hearing great things about it, but I keep just not being able to add it to my pull list. Did this story pique your interest enough to maybe want to check out Squirrel Girl and see what that's all about? It did. If she has, has team-ups like this, then yeah, definitely. I think she must. I know, I know I've been hearing people sing its praises forever, and if I like this issue as much as you, and obviously I'm going to read it, and I think I might, don't be surprised if Matt and I start talking about Squirrel Girl now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was brilliant, especially like her introduction to Laura because she, she just arrives at her apartment with a Wolverine, two like a, the, the animal Wolverine. What a, what a perfect odd couple, two characters who could not be more different. I know, it, it was fantastic. You know, it's funny too because Wolverine had quite a few team-ups with Squirrel Girl back when he was still alive, so it's actually not a weird team-up as you might think. Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure back in an old, old story that they don't talk about anymore, I'm pretty sure Wolverine actually had sex with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yeah, someone in my in my review actually said that. Man, man, why didn't they bring that up in this issue? That would have been a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been awkward at all. <laughs> just pure, just pages and pages of silence. <laughs> oh man. Uh, did you read Dark Knight uh, 3, The Master Race, number 4? Did you oh, read that one? Oh, that, that came out? It did, I know, right? I, I was shocked, too. It no did. no one ever talked about it, so... I know, right? And Here's the thing. It's gone even more insane since the last time you read it. Oh, God, what now? Man, wh where do I even start with this? Okay, so they killed Superman. Oh, okay. Yeah, not shocked. Yeah, the rogue Kryptonians, they trapped him in, like, some sort of... what I don't know what they call it. If it was, like, black amber or black matter or something, but basically it hardened on him and then they blasted him with heat vision, killing him. Okay. <laughs> he had a cool hero moment before that, though, because his daughter was like, you know, join us, join your people, forsake mankind. And Superman, of course, refuses. He's like, no, I refuse to betray mankind, I'm their hero. But I also refuse to raise a hand to you, Laura, my daughter. So he just gets the shit beat out of him over and over and over again. He actually leaves a trail of blood all the way back to uh, the Fortress of Solitude. It's a great image. And all oh, the wow. while, Batman and Carrie Kelly are watching this. And Carrie's like, well, we got to get in there, boss. we got to help him. And Batman's like, no, Carrie, he knows what he's doing. And then dead. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Batman's like, oh fuck! <laughs> Batman's got a touch of the Zymers in his old age. Oh, thought he had that one. <laughs> so shit, so much for Batman and Superman teaming up to save the world. Like I was gonna hope they were. Yeah, that that's where I thought it was going. Me too, and I was happy to see. I'm like, good. See, they're actually putting aside their differences from the original Dark Knight Returns, and now they're gonna work together to fight a even worse foe. Yeah, that's that's not what happened though. <laughs> but it gets crazier. So with Superman dead, Kor, the evil Kandorian leader, decides, well, you know who the biggest threat to my reign is? Batman. 
So tell you what, Pete. He, he... This old guy who forgot Superman's gonna handle it. Yeah, this old man who is literally sewn into his own costume at this point and can barely stand is the worst threat to my reign. He gives a very Zod proclamation where he's like, "People of Earth, deliver me the bat or deliver me the outlaw Batman in seventy-two hours, or I'll destroy Earth." <laughs> and literally everyone on Earth turns against Batman overnight. Oh god, of course. And they, and they storm the police station and Commissioner Yindel leaves to drink cuz she's like I've had enough of this shit. You, you took our internet, Batman. Yeah, you took I I can't look at porn anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's face it. That's why people are really angry. It's like, look, Core, we'll turn Batman over to you if you give us the internet back. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in Game of Thrones right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very upsetting. You can have Batman. You can run all of Earth. Just, just give me the thrones, man. Is, is John alive or dead? I can't tell. <laughs> and then you're thinking, well, okay, but I mean, obviously, other heroes are going to come to help Batman, right? He's not the only one, as we've seen in the extended Miller verse. Uh, the Flash comes to Gotham, mm -hmm. and then I'm not even joking. He trips on a manhole cover, breaks his neck, and dies. That's a thing that happened. I'm not of all the all the years the Flash has been running, <laughs> he trips and breaks his neck and dies. <laughs> That's almost as funny as um, uh, Dick Grayson dying in injustice from falling onto a rock. <laughs> it is it, it is pure clown shoes. It is like okay, now you're taking the piss, Azarello <laughs> or Miller or who's ever writing this. Uh, Carrie Kelly gets a Batgirl costume. Mm -hmm. And it's hideous. As someone pointed out, she looks like the Green Goblin. I'm like, damn it, she does look like the Green Goblin. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> because it's like this puke yellow and a neon pink cape and a weird bat on the ass of the costume. <laughs> because Frank Miller. And I'm like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to say here, Frank? Bruce Wayne made that costume and gave it to her. What's, what's he trying to say? <laughs> he owns her ass. <laughs> I own this. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> no one else try anything criminals of Gotham <laughs> that's a weird thing to say <laughs> why would you do that but then to make it even weirder because uh, obviously these stories have backups right yep. so the backup is uh, Carrie Kelly in her new costume beating up rioters all over Gotham who are just scared people who want Batman to turn himself in so they won't be killed <laughs> And you know Frank Miller wrote this one and drew it too, but the weirdest part is Aquaman shows up on a giant squid and he's like, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> come with me under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens under the sea. I'm waiting for the next issue where Aquaman drowns underwater. <laughs> I mean, in a, in a world where Flash can trip and kill himself, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what's going to happen next. <laughs> what happened to Aquaman? He drowned in a puddle of piss. Can you believe or it? He, he, he chokes on a six-pack link. <laughs> he gets stuck in it like a dolphin. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> And I say in my review, I'm like, hmm, I'm starting to recognize a theme here. It's like all other heroes are dead and only Batman can save us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone else. why. It's all, like mm -hmm. everyone else is limp and useless and only Batman can save the day. Yeah, even though he is limp and useless. Even, literally. Even though he is literally, only, he is more machine now than man with prosthetics and they have to shoot him full of steroids and everything else just to literally keep him going. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was Dark Knight Three: The Master Race. It continues to be insane. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and yet, it, I'm just like, man, they topped the insanity from last issue. How are they going to top this insanity again? <laughs> <laughs>
Unless, like, literally Batman pops out of his skin and is young again. Like, he cocoons himself and comes out a younger... Dude, this was my plan all along. <laughs> I've been planning this this whole time. You didn't know. <laughs> or, or, you know what's going to happen? Is since they broke Superman into a billion pieces, he's going to, like, snort them. And the Kryptonian genes are going to make him young again. They're going to transform. He's going to be Superman and... <laughs> I, I crushed up the pieces of Batman and or Superman, and then I freebased the shit out of them. <laughs> now I'm big and strong. Look at me. He's got the crack spoon, and <laughs> oh, dude, he, he he heroin shoots it. He just you know boils it all up in a spoon, all nice and good. This will this will make me like Clark. I know it. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm trying to think what other hero, and then like a Martian Manhunter tries to cook something on the stove, and then he burns himself. <laughs> he falls into a campfire or something. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you get it yet, people? Every other hero is useless, and only Batman can save us. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. Was that. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? I, I figure I've talked enough about Crazy um. Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uh, I had International Iron Man issue two. Oh, I also read this. What did you think of it? I don't know what they're doing just yet. I really don't. Yeah, it. it inst- originally, I thought this was going to be sort of like that um, Avengers World book where it was going to be Iron Man teaming up with different types of heroes from different countries. It's not. It's the story of him, assumedly on the trail of his real parents, because as we found out in the early days of Marvel now, Tony Stark's parents weren't his real parents. Yeah, it's some he's related to like aliens or something. Uh, no, his his brother Arno was created by aliens. Oh yeah, that, I I completely forgot what was going on there. Everyone did. Tony was just adopted, and we don't know from where. This is also his story of going to school and like the first love he ever loved, and his first brushes with kind of you know being a hero because he like did some good stuff. And, like, yeah. this this lady is clearly no good, and she's, like, uh, her family is a rival family to the Starks and everything. Yeah, and she ends up becoming, I guess, a villain in anyway, and, of course... Because it's cut in two. And, of course, a villain who wants his suit. Because don't they all? It's just too pimp. Yeah, 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 they want that red suit. They want it, they want it for their mantle. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's certainly not bad, but it is just some kind of like dude, I never cared this much about Tony's origin, honestly. Yeah, like I, it's just really weird how they're framing this book. Yeah, it's like because it takes place half in the past and half in the future. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's, it's interesting to see Tony interact with his father. That was kind of a cool thing, yeah. like as a as a yeah. wayward teen and everything. And his dad just thinks he's being stupid, and he thinks he's being honeypotted and everything. Which I'm like, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that 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 was pretty cool. I like that interaction. And this is this is Tony before his time of becoming like a serial ladies man and everything and you know that the relationship he's having with this woman can only end in tragedy. Yep. I mean, you just know it. Uh, obviously, the art is great because this is uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev returning mm-hmm. from their famous Daredevil run to do this, so it looks nice. Yeah, oh yeah, it looks really beautiful. And uh, it's it's almost like Bendis was like, I really want to write a noir story with Tony, and that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I don't hate it, but at the same time, too, I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah, it's, it's really weird just the way they're doing events in the book, like the series of like history, like going back and forth in time and everything. And it's like, I wonder, too, once they answer the question of like, hey – uh, who, who's Tony Stark's real parents? Who's his father? Will the book just end after that? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where the book's going to go after this because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, Iron Man's so hot right now, he can, he can hold up two books. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, what else did I have going on? I'm actually uploading a video now while I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, speaking of Daredevil, and I was, I read the new Daredevil this week. Elektra came back. Yeah? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the fun thing is, obviously, of course, what Matt Murdock has done is we still don't know how he did it, but somehow uh, he made it so everyone forgot who he was. So while Elektra remembers all the adventures she had with Matt Murdock and all the time she spent with Daredevil, she doesn't know they're the same person anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of confusing but also kind of interesting because Matt's beating himself up about this with his weird Catholic guilt. Where it's like, oh no, all those women who had relationships with Daredevil and me, I've made them all cheaters now. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's that's an interesting place to take it. And, you know, they have a big fight and uh, she meets Blindspot for the first time. She, she kicks poor Blindspot's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh god it's my first day I'm a student don't break my goddamn arm <laughs> and uh, she seems to drop a weird thing too where she's like you know how, how could you Matt how could you uh, do this to me he's like whoa whoa what, what did I do uh, apparently uh, someone took uh, Electra's daughter yeah apparently she has a daughter oh okay then yeah I guess we'll have to read more <laughs> yeah that was that, that was a weird but kind of interesting one uh, yeah. What else did you have happening? Uh, Squadron Supreme issue six. Ah, this was the start of a new arc, and it seems to be since Nighthawk and Hyperion have their own books. Mm. Uh, the other two members of the Squadron, Blur and Doctor Spectrum, are sort of getting their own stories within this book. That's good. And the first one is on Doctor Spectrum. It's going to be a three-part series, and it seems to be about her coming to terms with Black Bolt killing her, quote-unquote, back on her Earth during the events of the incursions. Oh. Because uh, she was defending her Earth against when... Remember when they all, like, came over to different Earths and, like, blew them up yep. to try and stop the incursions? Yeah, Black Bolt came to her Earth, and they fought, and she lost. <laughs> but, he, but he saved her. He, like, took her to the 616 universe, and that's where she re resides now. And she's sort of trying to discover everything about it and everything. And she runs into him at the end of the book because they're at this underwater base and they're doing some sort of recon. And he's there with another inhuman that can turn into mist. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who who it is. Mist. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And the Nighthawk of the Six One Six universe takes offense to this new Nighthawk using his name yeah, in the name of, like, killing and everything. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, man? That's copyright infringement. So uh, they're, they're having words. W wouldn't you? Man, that, that's got to be a trial is what that's got to be. they got to have She-Hulk and, uh, and Daredevil do that trial where it's like, okay, well, now uh, here's the case <laughs> of Nighthawk versus Nighthawk. Yeah, he's taken my name. Although the Nighthawk... The the in the Squadron Supreme will probably win because he's like a billionaire. Mm, he's Bruce Wayne. He is the Batman. Yeah, yeah, literally. He is the Batman role. Uh, you, you know, I'll talk about this one quick because I haven't talked about it before and I really like it. Uh, so Secret Six is winding down and Gail Simone is going out with one hell of a bang. Yeah. 
So in this newest arc, uh, just to get everyone up to speed, uh, Strix, that is the talon that she invented for her Night of the Owls tie-in, the one who fought Batgirl, the one who was mute, and the one who we find out actually had a really tragic history and everything, and who became a hero and joined the Birds of Prey for a little bit. Mm -hmm. She just got scooped up by the League of Assassins and Lady Shiva. And she's like, oh yeah, Rachel Ghoul totally wanted a talent on our team and we've chosen you. You can either come work for us or we'll kill your surrogate friends and family on the Secret Six. What do you say? <laughs> it's like, well, I, I feel like you're tying my hands here. I feel like you're not giving me much a choice. So they, they take her and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll fix your facial scars. We'll, we, we give you an iPad so you don't have to write everything down anymore because she's mute <laughs> is the thing. And she's like, I, I miss my pad. I miss my friends. Because here's the thing. She's like this unstoppable assassin, but she has like the mind of a child. And she has the most adorable yep. spelling errors whenever she writes stuff. <laughs> like, I has cookie. It was good. G-U-D-D. <laughs> <laughs> and really, a lot of the book is just kind of them all sitting around and going like, you know, should we save her? It's like, well, if we save her, we'll die. Though. It's like, yeah, but she's our friend, though. You know, she would she would do it for us. It's like, yeah, but she might actually make it. We might not be. <laughs> and it's just all these D-list bad guys being like, you know what? Let's not be bad guys for a day. Let's let's actually go and do something that matters. And I'm like, oh, good. If this ends up being the last story for Secret Six, I think it'll end on a good note. <laughs> also, also, shit, uh, Gail Simone finally got to answer the question that has been hanging over the series since the old Secret Six. And that is that uh, Scandal Savage was in love with the new god Knockout. Then she died. Then she fell in love with a stripper who looked just like her. But then Knockout got brought back to life, and it's like, well, what are you going to do now that they're both back to life? You know what they did? What? Scandal's like, it's okay, I'll love you both. <laughs> so we literally see Scandal in bed, and they're both next to her in bed, and she's like, sorry, Lay, sorry, Lay, I gotta take a call. And I'm like, man, Scandal's a fucking pimp. <laughs> she's a pimp. <laughs> also, she calls Catman, it's like, hey, you know what, uh, you know, Catman, I was thinking about it. Uh, me and my wives think we want to have a kid now. And uh, obviously, I can't think of anyone better to be a donor than you. I mean, you're brave, you're tough, you stand up for your friends. What do you say, Catman? And Catman's like, um, this is a weird conversation, but if I do it, will you help me get Strix back? Sure, whatever. <laughs> just, just give me your sperm, man. Come on. <laughs> just, just do it. Which, which is hilarious, because in the original Secret Six run, that was something that uh, Vandal actually wanted her to do. Yeah. So it's funny now she came to it in this new universe of of her own uh, of her own accord, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> that uh, that was fun. Uh, uh, do you have any more books to talk about? I know I've got a couple small um, ones. I have Star Wars issue eighteen. Oh yes, the good old Star Wars. Uh, yeah, really cool book. Um, we found a little bit more about like the people in this prison, and one of the people was a Jedi killer. Oh. But what was really interesting about it is that he didn't actually know this Jedi killer. He didn't actually know that Palpatine himself was a Sith Lord. I imagine that would cause a lot of problems. Yeah, because like he hates Jedi and everything. Yeah. Uh, so when this uh, bounty hunter that's there killing all these people. He tells this guy that Palpatine was a Sith Lord just before he kills him, and he looks really surprised and everything. So, I think it's really cool that like not everyone that Palpatine employs to kill the Jedi know that he technically is a Jedi or like a Force user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was pretty cool, and I hope they actually continue a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, that's that's definitely cool. I've always liked that idea because you got to figure not everyone in the universe is a dumbass and people would be able to put it together, but also some people would choose to live in blissful ignorance. 
Yeah, and there's also, like, because he's, like, the emperor and everything, he's got control of, like, the media and everything, yeah. so he can, like, decide who knows what and everything. So he can have clickbait articles on the Star Wars version <laughs> of the internet. Top ten reasons why uh, Emperor Palpatine is totally not a Force user. <laughs> yeah, you'll not believe what Emperor Palpatine does in his spare time. <laughs> it doesn't involve the Force. <laughs> yeah, the new capitals underneath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, this issue was pretty cool. Uh, Luke got to fly the Falcon for the first time. Oh, that's cool. And Han is like, no, you're going too fast, man. Slow down. Slow down. you got to hit that asteroid over there. Slow <laughs> down. Teach him how to drive like he's his freaking father. Yeah, and, and Luke's in there. He's like, oh, you know, this. I thought you said this thing was fast. It's, you know, it handles like a piece of junk. <laughs> it did and the castle like, run. And he's like, I take offense to that. <laughs> hey, man, don't you know it did the castle run in under five parsecs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been trading on that one for a while uh, there, Han, but I don't think I've ever seen it happen. Yeah, I think you need something new there, Han. <laughs> Man, now that would be something for the comics to eventually get up to that point where he has to do the Kessel Run in under five parsecs again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove himself? Just to prove it. Like, you know, Dengar or someone comes out and it's like, oh, sure, anyone can do that once when no one was looking. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you can't do it twice. I double dog dare. Ooh, he double dog dared me, Luke. I have to do it. Or I'd, li I'd like him to be able to do it again, but he does it at 14 parsecs, which is how why Ray thinks it does it at 14, but Han doesn't agree with that and thinks he still does, does it at 12. <laughs> or eventually you just find it where he's like, no, I never actually did that. I'm, I'm, I'm a compulsive <laughs> liar, can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> that was just some shit I told you in the bar to try and impress you. I can't actually do those things. <laughs> My dick is also not eight inches long. I, I know yeah. I say that a lot, but it's not. And Chewie, brah, it's true. <laughs> brah, I've seen it. <laughs> not impressive. <laughs> hey, we lived together on this shit, man, for years. It's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll just kind of, what's the word, L lightning round the last couple small ones that I have over here. Uh, Grayson number 19, man, are they rushing to get to the end of that book like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my god, they throw so many huge plot points out that should have been their own comic, but it's just boom, boom, boom. Where it's like, hey, Tiger, Grayson's buddy betrays him because he's actually been working for Checkmate the whole time. Boom. Oh, <laughs> turns out uh, Lord and Checkmate were actually secretly backing Mr. Minos. That was the villain from the very first arc of Grayson, the guy who stole, who basically WikiLeaks to all that information about superhero secret identities. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Lord and Checkmate were actually manipulating him to get that information so they could get it themselves after the fall of Spiral, which has fallen right now. Also, uh, they kill off Dr. Nets, and then Agent Zero, her sister, tries to kill their father, uh, Dr. Daedalus, and then she ends up getting killed. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so they're just dropping characters all over the place, and then Dick Grayson has to have his final 007 showdown in this, like, old abandoned Nazi castle where Dr. Daedalus has been planning this friggin' world domination thing for, like, 20 generations. Jesus. It's it's so fast, it just doesn't stop. It's like, boom, 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 plot point, plot point, plot point. I'm like, Jesus Christ, calm the fuck down. <laughs> it, it's like it's like uh, Tim Seeley and Tom King gave these new writers all their notes. It's like, okay, here's what we were going to work to eventually. And then it's like, oh, wait, DC Rebirth is happening? Okay, put this all into one issue then. <laughs> and then I guess get Dick ready to become Nightwing again. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's where he needs to end in this book, doesn't he? I assume You're putting so. on the Nightwing costume. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess that's going to be the final page of this, depending on what number it gets to. It's going to be him putting it on. Uh, <laughs> also, Suicide Squad, Most Wanted, Deadshot, Katana. I've been skipping the Katana portion of the book because I didn't care, but I skimmed over it, and there was actually one kind of important thing that happened in the Katana story. You know what that is? What? Her more or less joining the Suicide Squad and putting on her movie costume. Oh, so this, so this is actually kind of canon if you wanted to wonder what the deal is with that. <laughs> uh, the Deadshot one was kind of fun too, but it actually wasn't about Floyd Lawton. It was about this new imposter Deadshot who tried to take his place on the team. Oh, okay. And I had a really funny notion because the guy Evans is his name, and he tells this whole story about how Deadshot, to try and you know distance himself from his own abusive family and everything, stole Evans' life story when he met him in lockup one day, and he had been passing that tragic story off as his own. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a Deadshot costume now, which looks just like Floyd's, only it's blue instead of red. And someone in the comments pointed out something funny where it's like, huh, you know, this Evans guy is a black guy. Will Smith is going to be playing Deadshot in the new movie. This Katana thing already turned out to be canon. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Evans ends up replacing Floyd? (laughs) Yeah, just like taking his name and everything. It's like, yeah, call me Floyd now. Now I'm Floyd. I'm the Floyd now. I'm the Floyd now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then he steals his face and starts running around with it. I'm like, that would be terrible. (laughs) And it actually is, you know, something I wouldn't be cool with. But at least I could always point to it whenever people have a problem with, like, you know, X-23 Wolverine or Jane Foster Thor or Sam Wilson Falcon. We're like, oh, these are such stupid changes that had no buildup. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, no, the dead shot thing was stupid. That they did it just for the movie. They did it in a side story that it had to share was something else and then they just started DC Rebirth with that no 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 that would be stupid if they did it they haven't done it yet but if they did it still still can happen I, I would hate it but I would love to finally have something to point to and go no this this is the actual stupid one <laughs> <laughs> this this is the legit stupid one over here uh yeah I, th- I think that was it I think that was everything I read oh I uh I still have Miss Marvel number Miss Marvel number six Six and a Harley Quinn number 27 over here, which I haven't read yet, but I'll probably get those done later in the week. Also, I have cool, an um, from last week I haven't even put up yet. Cool. The last book I had was the final issue of the Pleasant Hill event. Oh, God. How did we not talk about that yet? Holy shit, it's the end of the show. I was, I was keeping that till the end. I was keeping we almost didn't talk about Pleasant Hill. What you, would you think of it? I thought it was pretty cool. I liked I it, I really too. liked it. Finishes its story gives some great stuff to Captain America, because let's face it, Avengers was on the title, but this was a Captain America event. Oh yeah, this was just to get him younger again, basically. Get him young again, have him pass the torch to Sam all the way, but also decide, you know what, I want to go back to being a hero too. Mm Mm-hmm. It also plants seeds all over the place for like everything that's going to be happening in Marvel for the next year or so. Oh yeah, they're like, ah, here, have a Thunderbolts team. Oh look, Quasar's back. Oh, look. Uh, brand new Quasar, which I'm surprised more people didn't freak out in the comment section. We're like, oh, God, they made Quasar a woman. This is the worst. How dare they make Quasar a vagina person? Until I'm sure they realized and I realized, too. Oh, wait, there was already a female Quasar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was already a freaking female Quasar. So for once, no one had anything to complain about. Uh, no. and, and she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, too. Yeah, yeah, she's that uh, Kincaid. We finally found out what 
weapon she was looking for. Yeah, it, was she the was cos it was the quantum bands. Looking for the quantum bands, which were being watched over by Wendell Vaughn, who was hanging out there in this town the whole time, but you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Maria Hill gets the book thrown at her, as she should. She's stripped of all her actual power, but will be kept around as a figurehead. Yeah, I, I was, like, looking at solicitations, and apparently the next couple of... I know New Avengers and... Uh, the next Sam Wilson Captain America book are epilogues to this story, so As I'm going to have, have to review be. them. Those were the two and, books um, not shaken up the most. Yeah, they sort of deal with the trial of Maria Hill. Ooh, see, now that I genuinely want to read. I might not review those, but I kind of want to see that, because let's face it, Maria Hill was the villain of Standoff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, what she did was kind of a dick move. It was evil, and, you know, it's funny... She doesn't get punished for all the evil she did. She even goes out of her way to say, look, only six people died. I got the Avengers to keep their mouths shut until everything was settled. I you know have Quasar now working for us. That's a shield asset. I did this, this, and this. You know, you, sh you should be commending me. And then the government's like, no, you know what? You created a secret, uh, a secret super weapon, and then you lost it. Yeah. Now, I, also, I don't know whether you noticed about it, but when she was talking about that, how the Avengers needed kept it quiet and everything <laughs> steve rogers was old man steve rogers <laughs> Ooh, no i didn't catch that yeah there that's that panel where they're sitting at the table and she's talking to him Ooh, I gotta <laughs> you look back. at cap and he's like old steve rogers <laughs> oopsie someone had an art oopsie <laughs> someone forgot at three in the morning when they were drawing that they're like well shit we gotta ship it now <laughs> also red skull is back now and they're actually seeming to make him a major threat again i wonder if he, that's going to be setting up another event or if he's just going to be the main villain in the new steve book probably i think he's going to be the name, main villain like he's going to be recreating hydra yes like, he's starting it again from the grounds up trying to make like a hydra nation yeah and i don't know what zemo is going to be doing i i said in my review that i think he's going to be trying to set up the masters of, of evil again since he's like trapped where in like the himalayas with dr selvig yeah yeah that's that's funny that they're together at the end of it yeah so that's going to be really interesting and then rick jones becomes a shield agent or like a consultant yeah yeah it was either that or go to jail for being edward snowden <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, I, that was another thing, Maria Hill said. It's like, look, I even managed to apprehend the whistleblower who started all this shit. And I basically said, look, you can work for us or I can throw you in a cell. Sweeten the deal, you can go work with your buddy Cap again and you can go be a supporting character in his book. <laughs> and he's like, well, shit, I'd love to be a supporting character. Yeah. <laughs> I like he was in a Saddam Hussein spider hole, too. Yeah, yeah, just hiding underground reading Shakespeare. Yeah, and he's like, okay, fine, uh, you know, Steve, they sent you to kill me. Kill me. I'm not going to kill you, Rick. I'm giving you a job. <laughs> he's like, okay, fine, I'll take your job. Can I just have internet access again? <laughs> My Wi-Fi sucked in this hole. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on on Twitter these days. <laughs> But yeah, Standoff ended up being a really cool event, a really low-key event, and yet ultimately a event that is going to be doing a lot of stuff, especially as we move forward into Civil War II and everything. Yeah, I kind of thought like the like this was going to end sort of open-ended and lead into Civil War as like one of the things that lead up to Civil War II, like one of the key factors. Well, they foreshadowed the hell out of it too with Maria Hill saying, look, you know, if you get rid of me, you can't stop what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. And even Avril, who uh, surprisingly narrates a good chunk of this book, she's like, yeah, and the Avengers teams, all of them fought together and saved the day. And little did we know it would be the last moment of peace we got for a while. Yeah. 
So even in this book, they were just foreshadowing the shit out of that. Hell, even Spider-Man this week foreshadowed the shit out of Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the villain, the Zodiac, finally completed his plan to see one year in the future. And literally, he just starts handing out spoilers. He's like, oh, Doc Ock comes back. Oh, heroes at each other's throats. Oh, so, you know, that's what Norman Osborn was up to. No kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, fucking spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the World Series was run by blank. Game of Thrones ended like blank. Oh, God. <laughs> what a dickhole. But, yeah, that was that was everything I read this week. Yeah, that's everything I've read this week. Man, an- another jam-packed show. I swear, we-, we don't aim to make these an hour 30 every week. They just kind of end up being that way. Yep. Uh, so I guess with that, I will bring the show to a close, or at least start winding it down. Uh, <clears throat> as always, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that other social network jazz. Uh, if you want to listen to the show, as soon as it's done recording, you can go and become a patron today. Support me and Matt in continuing to make content like this. Every little bit helps. You'd be doing us a big favor. Uh, got any plans for free comic book day coming up, Matt? Um... Not really. I can't really do anything because I don't have any comic shops near me. No, I guess not. But you got something planned for May the 4th, don't you? I do. I've got a bunch of videos that are going to be coming out. I think they'll probably be already out by the time people hear this, or at least the non-Patreon people. Right, because um, this goes up Wednesday. So, yeah, look out for a bunch of different videos for that. I've got a couple planned, and I still don't actually need to record them, <laughs> but they're coming. That's uh, That'll be good. I'm sure people will really dig that. Um what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you uh, you might not be here next week, but I've already lined up a, uh, a guest host. Yep, yep. Uh, for people who remember Jason Murphy from uh, the old Spill.com, The Loading Bar, Rage Select, his Natural Geographic show he had hacking the system, uh, he's going to be a guest uh, next week. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. He also wrote a book, The Black Goat Motorcycle Club, so I'm going to be talking to him about that. Cool. If you like bikers and you like horror, and I know you do... That'll, that'll be a heck of a show. So uh, with that, everyone, I guess I will bring this episode to a close. Bye-bye.